The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, the Lord appointed 72 others whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Go on your way. Behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandals, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborer deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, the dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And so pray to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers out to his harvest. As we all know, just a couple years ago, roughly in March, the world suddenly ended for us in a very real way. And the world we find ourselves in today is very different than the world that ended two years ago. 
And yet in the middle of all of those things that ended two years ago, very regularly a young man would come to this place. He'd sit in one of the benches right about in this area and read for a little while and pray quietly. From time to time, he was with us during our services. But through the pandemic, he prayed here. Just a couple weeks ago, on June 18th, he was ordained to the priesthood as Father Louis Kona. Father Louis, who is very much a shrine vocation, will be joining us hopefully later this month to celebrate Sunday Mass with us as a recently ordained priest. Someone over 50 years ago in Queens, a young man, high school age, moved out of his home, testing the waters as to whether or not he might be one of those laborers sent to work in the harvest. This young man from Queens moved to different areas of the country. Eventually, being named to leadership as the provincial superior of the Montfort Missionaries, the Company of Mary in the United States. And then after that, being elected to become the superior general of the Montfortians around the entire world. And his movement into the harvest of the Lord took him from Queens to Rome, to Papua New Guinea, to Central Africa, where he had the marvelous experience as a priest for the first time of receiving a chicken brought up in the offertory procession and wondering just what exactly you do with that. <laughs> this man, who left Queens at such a young age in the 1970s, Father Bill Considine, will be moving into the shrine this coming week. And he will be spending several weeks with us over the summer. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to raise up laborers for his harvest. And the Lord can do a great deal with even and only a few. But the important thing to recognize is that the Lord must raise up and let note what the Lord says even as he sends workers forward. He tells those whom he sends, pray for more of you. Pray for more. And this is a vital element of what it is to belong to the church established by Jesus Christ. That the church that he sends, even as it is sent into the world, is tasked with the important work of also praying for others not simply to become members, not simply to join, but to serve and to go forth. And to talk about what that might mean, I'm going to wander to the back here for a moment because I see 
two people who have the makings of very famous missionaries about them. And that would be you guys. You didn't expect that, did you? No. Come with me. And, and don't worry, they only look scary. Come with me. Because this is the way the call of grace works. It often catches us when we're not exactly prepared, but it always, it is always given to somebody who shows up in the first place. And that's the first element of this. The ones that Jesus sends are from the ones who are with him. But let's talk about how Jesus, suppose for a second, okay? All right? That Jesus is going to send you guys out. Okay, are you ready for this? Yeah. I wasn't when I first thought that, but good. <laughs> okay, so you're ready. So here's what he's going to say. I'm going to visit all the towns over that way. And so I'm going to send the two of you ahead of me to get everybody ready. Okay? You ready to do that? But you've got to walk. Okay? So no one's going to give you a ride. You've got to walk there. And don't pack a lunch. <laughs> and you don't know where you're going to stay either, and you'll be there for a while. There's, you don't have an address to go to. Are you, are you ready now? No. no. <laughs> and then he says, don't even take extra money. Are you worried? Yes. <laughs> no, notice what he's saying. And, you know, you'll be there for a while, but you don't need to bring a suitcase or a change of clothing either. That'll be okay. Are, are you ready for this? No. no. Does this make any sense at all, how Jesus is sending them out? No. Good. We have to start right there because this also becomes one of the ways we stop ourselves short. Right away, the Lord is sending them out to go and prepare his way. And have you ever spoken in front of a big group of people before? School, yes. At school, okay. Were you nervous? Yes. Yes, okay. You, you think you could do that to a bunch of people you don't know? No. Okay. Right away, Lord, I'm not a good speaker. Lord, I get nervous in front of crowds. Lord, I wouldn't even know where to start. Lord, if I can't bring my cell phone with the GPS, I'm going to get lost on the way. Lord, what about having lunch? Lord, what, what, what about not knowing how to, where to stay or who I'm going to meet? Notice, notice everything that Jesus is, in a sense, taking away are all of those things we think we need to have in place before we do anything. Isn't that true? Before we make a big move, we want to have everything well organized. We want to have it planned. And Jesus is saying, the plan is you're just going to go and start working. What do you think? And then he says, and when you get there, there may even be a house that you could stay in. So stay there. And then he says, and they'll probably feed you and just eat what they give you. Don't worry about whether you like it or not. 
Don't worry about what the menu is. Just eat what they give you. Are you ready for this? Uh, we're not so sure. And well, you better be ready soon, because I'm going to send you someplace. OK? Um, but, but note that there's some element about this where even though you aren't fretting about taking care of yourself, you will be taken care of on the way. Notice what the Lord is doing as he speaks this way. The laborer who goes into the field can expect to be cared for in his work. Notice how wonderful that is. And then Jesus is going to say, and I'm even going to give you authority. So that if somebody's sick, you can make them better. Is it sounding better for you now? In other words, the Lord is saying, don't worry about what you can do. Worry about what I can do through you, in you, and by you. And then he says, when you go someplace and they feed you, he says, the laborer is worth his wage. And so we're going to find out about that. I'm going to send the two of you guys on a mission after Mass. Because I really believe in that whole the laborer is worth his wage thing. Okay? So in gratitude for your help and uh, your being willing to come out of the bench when I called you, don't run away. Don't run away. Not without these, because I'm sending you down to the snack bar for an ice cream after Mass. Because the laborer is worth his wage. Thank you, guys. The point of that was not to make an ice cream commercial. <laughs> Although that was fun. Reliance on God is reliance on his people is one of the lessons Jesus is teaching his church. Even as I send you out, I will take care of you. Not by giving you everything you think you need right now. It will be waiting for you. On the one hand, Jesus sends his workers out into the world. On the other, he says, trust me. And even though he says he's sending them before himself, his goodness has already arrived in that place. How absolutely marvelous this is. And so as the Lord is doing this, he's encouraging his disciples to learn to trust in him in the right way, which is not that you need to have everything that you think is important in your hand before you begin. It's to trust enough that if the Lord is going to send me, he's going to watch over me. And one of the ways he watches over us is by means of his people. What a beautiful reality that is, this double aspect of the providence of God. The Lord cares for his people by sending the laborers. And the Lord cares for the laborer by means of that same people. It is something absolutely marvelous about the mystery of the church, about how interconnected we are because of this. But there's something even more important in this story, is that it is not just a matter of Jesus sending people out, it is a matter of the ones who are sent coming back to him. 
And think about what happens every Sunday. Every Sunday we come. Every Sunday we're all sent and we all go out. And the following Sunday, we come back, back to where he is. This idea of being sent, of doing and returning is fundamental to the life of the church. And note then, the church is sent out into the world to witness to Christ. And where the church goes by means of any single one of us, of any single one of you, the presence of Christ always follows in some way afterwards. Think about that in your own life. Wherever any one of you goes in his name, his presence will follow after you at some point. And all of a sudden, but I don't know how to witness. All of a sudden, I don't know what to say. All of a sudden, I, I'm not really good at talking to people I don't know. And yet that's not what Jesus is saying. He simply says, go and do. And bring the gospel I've given you into how you live, into how you speak, into how you gather with others. And if you do that, my presence will follow. Our problem is we just forget to do that in the first place. And yet, note how wonderful that is. Go. Go into that world. I will take care of you as you do that. Try to live rightly. I know it's not easy, the Lord says. But you will find unexpected, unanticipated support as you do that. Don't worry about having everything you need right now. Everything you really need will be given to you. And then that whole element of returning. The disciples return and they rejoice about what they have seen, what they have experienced. This is a big part of what gathering for Mass involves. It's not just that we come to hear the scriptures it's not strange as it is to say that we come just to receive Holy Communion. Part of the gathering is returning to the Lord to rejoice in what he has done in and through our lives from the previous week. We bring something. We bring the experience of our living to this gathering. And so it is then that they come and they rejoice, and then the Lord stops and says, and now, let's just pull back a second. You've cured many people. You've announced the gospel and stirred many hearts. You've overcome evil and wickedness, and those are wonderful things. And then he says, but none of those things is the best thing. And this is the real heart of this passage. Don't simply rejoice in what you were able to do. Don't even just rejoice in what I did in you. Rejoice in something even more important than that. That your names are written in the book of heaven. And note what the Lord says. Oh, those other things are wonderful and do them and be happy about them. 
but cultivate in your heart that deeper joy of knowing to whom you belong and of knowing where your life is going. Because that's the thing. Jesus wants to send out laborers who know where their life is going. And it's not just going to the towns that he's going to preach in. He wants them to go with the joy of knowing that their life is moving toward glory. Their life is moving toward a happiness that cannot be taken away. And that they have been received. And because their names are written in heaven, they can rely on heaven to protect them. Because this, in the end, is very much the movement of Christ himself. And who is he? He's the one who was sent and who came out of heaven to us. And who is he? He's the one who has ascended and returned to heaven, but not empty-handed, to take us with him. How absolutely beautiful. And in just a few minutes, the Lord who sends me and the Lord who sends you is going to be here on this altar. And we'll come forward and stretch out our hands. And he who is sent will come into our hearts in this beautiful intimacy of the sacrament. And in a certain way, he is pleased to return to heaven with your prayerfulness, with your service, with your goodness. And as he settles in your heart Sunday after Sunday, he also writes your name more fully and most securely in the book of eternal life. And that indeed is worth rejoicing about. But let us take the Lord at his word and let us regularly pray that he raise up workers for the harvest. And, you know, pray for Father Bill too because the poor guy is going to have to eat what Father Pete and I set in front of him. <laughs> but however we pray, however we serve, however we move forth, let it always be strengthened by that joyful confidence of knowing where our lives are intended to go and where they are indeed headed. Amen.